This is a Clearview podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of Carpe Manana, the show where we talk about how to capture tomorrow today. From leadership strategies to ministry tips and everything in between, the whole goal of our show is to give you the tools and resources that you need to capture the hearts and the minds of the next generation. We want to start this episode off introducing ourselves and letting you know who's joining in the conversation. So to my right is... Abaddon Shah, and I'm in charge of preaching and leadership here at Clearview. And to my right... I'm Kelsey McKeel, and I'm in charge of kids ministry and theater here at Clearview. And to my right... My name is Rebecca Shaw, and I'm in charge of administration and kids ministry here at Clearview. And to my right... John Galantis, I'm in charge of worship and media here at Clearview. And to my right... David Williamson, and I'm in charge of student worship and technology here at Clearview. And to my right, Ryan Hill, and I'm in charge of congregational care and student ministry here at Clearview Church. And as we, you know, we've said this a couple times on the show already, but we're winding down toward 100, I guess winding up toward 100. Go ahead and cue a party sound effect right here, Dave, if you <laughs> okay. just put like a little popper. Party. Perfect. Yeah, right. nice. 100 episodes. We're Very nearing good. that that benchmark. And don't don't worry, listeners, we're not going anywhere after 100. We'll still be here. Carpe Mignano will still be uh, bringing you new episodes, new content. Uh, but the, the, our show will take a shift around 100 episodes. But we want to take a look back and, and look at where we've come from and, and look at what we've done as a result of this show. And our, our whole goal has been to impact the next generation. Our whole goal has been to leave a legacy and to impact people's minds, help them to have the tools and resources that they need to live out the calling on their life. And one of the ways that we've done that here at Clearview and in our lives is uh, but through mentoring, through through coaching people, uh, and through those kind of relationships where you you work to shape another person and help them think about life and, and their place in it. Um, and so uh, we want to take some time in this episode and talk about what it means to coach others, what it means to mentor versus what it means to be a critic, and maybe there's a place for both. Um, Dr. Shaw, where did you first connect with this idea of, of mentoring and coaching and, and the importance of doing that? Well, because there are people in my life that God used in tremendous ways to help develop me and then also to correct me uh, and and to encourage me through the years. And so I felt like, you know, at Clearview, starting with our staff, the team that is sitting around this room right now as we're doing this show, uh, to begin with them and then also to to try to mentor as much as possible you know, it's kind of a permission-based, um, um, you know, idea. So as much as possible, as much as a person desires to be mentored, to help other people. Yeah. Without becoming overbearing, without becoming controlling, how can we help people achieve the most good they can as God has gifted them mm. in their lifetime? Yeah. I think one of the cool things about being mentored um as as a person who's receiving mentoring is the fact that I think a lot of people have this misconception that whoever's in authority over you, whoever just happens to be there in your life, that's who your mentor is. But I think one of the first things that you ever told me is you choose your mentor. You know, you you choose who you want to listen to and you you trust the people that you choose to speak right. that godly wisdom into your life. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there are a lot of people who will try to come and advise you and and you know try to guide you or correct you, encourage you, and and it's great, and I appreciate them, uh, and sometimes they'll come uh, just all of a sudden bubbling over with love and whatever, and and but the more you spend time with them, you realize one or two things. Either they are, uh, they're just trying to get something from you, mm-hmm. that's why they're trying to do this, or this is doing something for them, so it's not really about helping me, it's more helping them, uh, and... Um, 
and then I have to kind of you know be nice and gentle and kind, but just kind of you know realize they're not my mentors, yeah, and I cannot give them that place in my life. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be nice to them and just kind of leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between between getting advice every now and then from somebody versus someone who's actively mentoring you, right? Yeah, in a way, you're, you're right. There is there is a distinction there. But if if a person kind of you know repeatedly begins to give you advice, I guess it kind of they're transferring into more from just an advisor once in a while to becoming. Well, to be a mentor, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It does. You have to yeah. be able to trust that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Personally, I had to ask people to be my mentors. So, the clearest example of a mentor in my life, I guess, has to be. Nicole's dad. Mm-hmm. That was the first clear mentor in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay, now prior to that, because I met Nicole in uh, 1994, that's when I met her dad. Prior to that, yeah, I had people that I looked up to, and they were positive role models for me, and they gu- guided me, corrected me, encouraged me, but they were not role models. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They gave you they gave you little bits, bite-sized bits of wisdom here and there and you can learn things from them. Yeah. But they weren't people who were I think actively seeking to build you up right. in life. Mm-hmm. You, right. You said that you had to like choose your mentors, like who you wanted it to be and you had to go and ask them, you know, will you be my mentor? And I mean, I consider you my mentor. Mm-hmm. Is it a thing where it's like, okay, I've considered I've chosen you to be my mentor. It's kind of an agreed upon thing. Now we go until you pass away and then I choose somebody else or do I have like different mentors in my life for different things? Like, how does that work? Uh, It's a great question. For me, it has been where when I picked those people as my mentors, they are still to this day. Mm. One of them was my dad. Mm -hmm. Okay, one of them was also, of course, as I mentioned to you, Nicole's dad. Mm -hmm. And both those individuals now have gone into glory. Mm -hmm. Nicole's dad passed away in 1998 and I knew him for only four years. But in four years, he made such an impact on my life yeah. wow. that yeah. I am who I am today as a pastor, as a leader, as one who connects with people. A lot of the things I learned from Nicole's dad. So are you supposed to have like multiple mentors or is it one source that you get it from? Because you said you had your dad and Nicole's dad. Yeah, I have two more beyond oh, wow. that. Nice. Uh, well, three more, I would say. And so it's, it's not like you just have only one. Mm-hmm. I've had altogether six or seven what mentors. Comes in, this is probably faulty misunderstanding due to like watching too many movies or something. But when I think of like a mentor, I think of like, all right, you have like Mr. Miyagi. That's the guy that you go to. <laughs> that's the guy that teaches you. Yeah. Yeah. And you want the Obi-Wan to your Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got the Obi-Wan. I want the it's Obi-Wan just one person yeah. and this is who you train under. And... You know, hearing, you know, you have multiple mentors, it's just not what I would normally think. I used think. to think that way, too, especially talking to you, because I know in yeah. the academic realm, it is kind of different where you've got a, a, a professor or a doctor who studies under, mm-hmm. like you like you studied under right. Dr. Robinson. And so that yes. was, in, in an academic sense, he was your mentor. Right. And he was the one. And right. It wasn't like I go to other mentors and do my right. studying under them. But I think in, in life and spiritual growth. It's yeah, very see, different. Like they, they they serve different purposes in my life, mm-hmm. and some still are. Mm-hmm. So Nicole's dad, I would say, was more bringing me out of my shell. I was so kind of detached from people, got had been hurt. So I was kind of like you know in my own world. I'm gonna do really good and love the Lord, and mm-hmm. but but you know I don't have to interact with you. I don't have to connect with you. That's just not necessary for me. And he brought me out of that world into 
relating with people and to spending time with people and, you know, getting down on their level. And I would not be doing that today. Yeah. It wasn't for him. From my own dad, I learned the value. Not that Nicole's dad wasn't a hard worker. that He was a very hard worker. But from my dad, I learned the value of working very hard to support your family, to, to take care of your kids, your wife. Uh, I learned from him the value of hanging in there. Okay? So my dad pastored the one and only church, first and only one, for almost 60 years. Mm, wow. You know? So I learned from him the value of commitment so you don't leave the flock. Yeah. I'm not here to say that if you have been to multiple churches, like Nicole's dad, you know, pastor several churches. So I can't, like, cut him down. But for me, it's this and this only. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, like, it kind of goes back to what you were talking about in the beginning. Like, just because someone seems wise or just because where you are in your life right now, you want to get to where that person is, that doesn't mean that they're in the position to be your mentor they can give you good advice but it's kind of like you said when you've got when you don't have a lot of people speaking into your advice into your ear or into your life it can be really tempting to grasp onto any like foothold that you can mm. and, and some people do have your best interest at heart but like you said some people have their best interest at heart and, yeah. and they want to use you to get what they want right. and i remember when i started like when i started here i was very young and inexperienced and i didn't think that i had anything to offer so Who's going to take advantage of me? I, they have there's no there's no gain there's right. no advantage for them to do that. But I think through learning and, and talking to you and being part of this team, you kind of grow to realize that the people who ultimately want to see you succeed will go out of their way to do that, and right. they'll 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 be there when when you call on them. Yeah. So I'm I'm almost positive that there are people who are listening to the show, and for myself, and and I think I speak for everybody else in the room, we got very very lucky in that you were kind of provided as a mentor for us. Um, for someone who's listening to the show and they're like, hey, I really want that mentor in my life, and I have a couple people in mind. What does the process look like? How would you go about approaching someone to be your mentor? To me, the first place is recognizing that you don't know it all. Mm. Mm recognizing that you are faulty, you've made some mistakes, and some of your mistakes have been costly, and the one, the person who is uh, facing the most loss is you. Once you understand that, that this is, you know, it also is, you have to be humble. So if you know it all, you know it all, and you've read it all, and you you know, you can go two steps ahead of whoever's talking to you and kind of add something in there that will be like, oh, oh, I didn't know you knew that. If you're that kind of person, it'll be very hard for you to find a mentor. Hmm. But if you can work on those things and go, okay, I may know it all. I may, I may know that one little extra bit of information, but that does not mean I totally understand the subject. Right. And I need someone to help guide me. So I would say humility. Hmm. Hmm. recognizing your weaknesses. When you mentor other people, do you come at it with a um, with a set with a set goal? Like I, I really want to build you up in this way, but it's not. Or or is it more like as a well rounded person? You know, you know what I mean. Like like this is my this is my area of expertise. I'm really good at organizing. I can mentor you in how to make the most of your time. I can mentor you in um, you know how to how to be a better person, how to build character, build those godly values. But do you do you 
I hate to say this, but like outsource mentors, like do you use people who have helped you in the past to help others who are going through some of those same things? One thing I've learned about the mentors in my life is they do not like to be on hire. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've tried that. I've tried to ask advice for somebody else's problem. Yeah. And what I found sort of across the board mm-hmm. is that they really didn't enjoy that process. Right. And it was like, oh, okay. Note to self. I guess I'm not going to ask you <laughs> to help yeah. a friend of my friend. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because they feel like, hey, I'm giving you advice because I care about you. Right. And this and you are special. And I feel like God has guided me to help you. And if you're gonna be like, Okay, so yeah, I have a question. So a friend of mine is da 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 and and <laughs> it's been amazing. Every single one of them are like, yeah, I don't know. Definitely I'll keep them in prayer. Oh, you can maybe ask them to do this. I was like, wow, there's a marked difference between the way you talk to me yeah, and the way you're giving me advice here. Mm. And also that was their way of, of telling me that their advice is not cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That puts an extra value on their advice for what you're receiving from them as well. Yeah. You're not, they were not a slot machine that, okay, so I drop a coin and I get a drink. So, or, or get, get something, some benefit. Yeah. So, what if we drop another co- uh, coin for somebody else? Mm-hmm. It was not like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. One thing that, I mean, I've, I've been mentoring a girl, and um, one thing that we tried to establish was trust in mm-hmm. the very beginning. Yes. So, the first thing we talked about was our, our political beliefs. So, we talked about politically where we stand because I feel like that's the first thing that, will make yeah. you feel comfortable with someone. If they agree with you, you're willing to open up some more. If they don't, then it's like there's always a little bit of a wall up. Right. Um, even though we wish it wasn't that way. But that's just something that we talked about on the first the first time we talked. I was like, here's where I stand. I just want to let you know you're safe here. I'm. We believe the same things. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not just political. I think what you're really saying is the values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Did you pick political then because it was something that you already knew up front that you were going to agree on? So you approached it as a way to yeah, establish Yeah, because I knew she had asked me to be her mentor and I knew her family. So I was like, okay, I know where they believe, where they believe like spiritually. But she wasn't sure where you stood. On she that. wasn't sure where I stood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, look, let me go ahead and just like put it on the table. Like, sort of a way to kind of bridge that yeah. gap before yeah. you start. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you can say whatever you want. It, you're going to be in... Safe company. In safe company, company you're going to be with someone yeah. that agrees with you yeah. on that kind of stuff. So there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah. yeah. And this concept of of mentoring, this isn't something that's brand new that just came out last week. I yeah. mean, this isn't like cutting edge stuff. <laughs> this is we see this in the Bible, right? What right. are what are some what are some biblical examples where we see this this concept of mentoring played out really really well? Of course, you see fathers mentoring their sons, mm-hmm. and so you know Abraham and Isaac and. Isaac mentoring uh, Esau and Jacob, not not very well, <laughs> I would add. And Jacob <laughs> trying to mentor his sons, not very well. But he did mentor Joseph really well, mentored him good enough for him to become the most powerful man in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Second in command to the Pharaoh. That's a big deal. Mm. And then if you if you jump over to the book of Exodus, you see Moses being mentored by his own father-in-law. Mm-hmm. I would say sort of an advisor, mentor. So he was not, uh, you know, we, we, it kind of the silent years. I don't want to draw too much conclusion from there, but right. I wonder 
the 40 years in the backside of the desert, did his father-in-law talk to him? Right. Mm-hmm. Did he right. help him? Did he guide him? I mean, his his name was Ruel, you know, mm-hmm. the priest unto God, right? Elohim. So maybe his father-in-law helped his faith. Maybe he helped him in organizing and leading his sheep. So 40 years later, he's an 80-year-old man, comes back. He's ready to lead the people of Israel. Yeah. Right? The Hebrews. So something that I've been, I was thinking about is, do you think that Moses also had any prior like mentor mentoring from like royalty in Egypt? Yeah. Again, these are... Like, I know that's kind of a hypothetical. Hypothetical. So, but he was in line. Yeah, I would guess so, right? Wasn't he in line for the throne in some way? He was in line for the throne. So we would say, we would conjecture, right? Conjecture Mm -hmm. means we don't have solid information, but we can kind of fill in the blanks there. Mm -hmm. And the fill in the blank would be, yeah, of course, if you are going to be the next in line to be the Pharaoh, the third Moses, Mm -hmm. then then you were probably mentored by the best of the best in Egypt. Yeah. The two biggest examples of mentorship that always come to my mind and maybe there are more prominent examples that I'm not thinking about. Um, the two that come to my mind are always Moses and Joshua, mm-hmm. and then Elijah and Elisha. Yes, yeah. the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Old Testament-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And of course, the... Paul and Timothy, right? Well, before we even go there, uh, think about it, the Old Testament. You have um, Nathan the prophet mentoring David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's one that, does, that doesn't always spring to mind, because you always just think about that first meeting... Where he, where he just comes yeah. and, and calls David out instantly, but you don't think about the relationship afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They, they, prior to that or afterwards. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. then, of course, even if you go even further than that, back then Saul was mentoring... Um, I'm sorry, Samuel was mentoring Saul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if you go further back, Eli was mentoring Samuel. Yeah. So the mentorship is all over. Yeah. yeah. All over mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. And then... Um, then you go in the New Testament, you see Jesus yeah. Yeah. right there. The ultimate mentor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. ultimate yeah. mentor took 12 disciples. Yeah. And even there, one of them went rogue. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Things will always happen. Always happen. Human nature. Yeah. That kind of makes me think, like, with the mentorship, obviously Jesus is, he's fully God, fully human. So he has that fully God aspect where he was mentoring, you know, the 12 Right. Is that something that you would recommend? If somebody wants to be a mentor, I should take on 12 people, or should they just kind of go one at a time, or can they do multiples? You cannot do a good job yeah. trying to do that way. Yeah. And keep in mind, Jesus' mentoring was 24-7. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They stayed with him. They went everywhere together. You can't do that realistically yeah. with people today. And, but mm-hmm. but we, also, we also always point out that Jesus did have those three those three that yeah. were super close yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. and out right. of those three, there was one mm-hmm. yeah. who he took a lot of time with, which was Peter, Peter. Simon Peter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, And he really mentored him. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like he mentioned, Paul and Timothy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Paul was mentoring Timothy, his son in the faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and uh, not quite the same way because we don't know how long it went on, but Aquila and Priscilla mentored Apollos, mm-hmm. yeah. took him aside and helped him uh, kind of, you know, flesh out his faith and his understanding of the gospel. Yeah. Wasn't Luke mentored by somebody? Uh, the Bible doesn't say that, but if if any, you would say Paul, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. they hung out together, mm-hmm. went on the missionary voyage. Yeah. So, and then women were known for mentoring younger women. You know, Paul talks about that, let the older ones help guide and teach the younger ones. Mm-hmm. So the mentoring is there. 
you know, we see we see mentoring all throughout the Bible, and it's it's given to us an ex- as an example. And I know we always talked about. And I don't I don't think we've ever talked about it on the podcast before, but we always talked about the differences between a coach and a critic. You know, yes. you've, you're always going to have people in your life who are giving you advice. How much of each do you listen to? Like how like what's I mean, what is the difference between a coach and a critic? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times your coach criticizes you. Can your can your critics ever coach you? Is that a mutually exclusive yeah. thing or? Mm-hmm. Like what yeah, is that? I would say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Critics can really zap your energy. They can uh, leave you uh, discombobulated yeah. and even leave the task. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a critic. They just, they just kind of like, you know, stab you yeah. and without giving you anything solid to build your life on. Yeah. Coach is somebody who will not only point out that saying something needs to be fixed here mm-hmm. let's do this together or let me help you let me guide you here i've been there or go talk to this person or read this or do that the critic just tells you what you're what all that you're doing is wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think like we were talking about it at lunch a little bit and i came to uh the example of like a film critic or a restaurant critic where their job is to go and nitpick and find the things that are wrong. It's yeah. not to tell you just, I mean, I guess in a broader sense is to tell you what they thought of it, but really the people, the reason people read critiques is they want to know what's wrong with it. Right. They don't want to know the what's going right in the movie. Yeah. And then you ask them, I mean, no one ever asks a critic like, well, what would you have done to fix that? They're like, I don't care. It's not my job. It's to just fix my it. job to point out what's wrong. Yeah. 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 He, the, the critic doesn't care how good, Steven Spielberg is succeeding. The critic doesn't care how great the restaurant owner is succeeding. Their their only job is to point out what's wrong with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you find yourself in a mentoring relationship, maybe you've approached this person and said, hey, I'd like you to mentor me, but you get a little while down the road and you realize that this person maybe falls into that category of a critic more so than a mentor. How do you go about kind of parting ways? What's the, what's the best way to proceed if you realize that this mentor maybe isn't the best choice? I would say be very slow in asking somebody to be your mentor. Yeah. You know, I see that happen a lot. I see people kind of taking somebody under their wing. You know, I've seen men doing that, women doing that with other ladies. They have no business mentoring anybody. They mm-hmm. they themselves need a lot of help. Yeah. <laughs> and it almost a sense of, you know, helping you helps me. Mm-hmm. And that's not a mentor. Yeah. So I would even back up a little bit and say, be very slow in picking mentors in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you do, observe and see how which part are you trusting them for? Mm-hmm. Is it leadership, like business management type thing? Okay. Did they run their business ethically? Yeah. Were they successful? It's great to be a, yeah, I've been there, done that. But is your business still standing? Oh, well. Maybe I shouldn't be listening to you. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're looking for them to be your mentor and how you live your life, how you raise your family, well, watch and see. I mean, I'm not trying to be hateful to anybody here on the show, but if they themselves cannot keep their act together, yeah, they cannot raise their family right. Yeah. What's the use of following them? Because then you'll have the same problems they do. Mm-hmm. I always think like, who who initiated this? Like, is this some? Is this like if someone's coming to me and giving me advice? I, I try to think: Am I truly seeking this from this person, or did this person like, "Hey, kid, come over here and I'll teach you the facts of life," sort right. of thing? Like, are they <laughs> yeah. really eager to give me this advice that I haven't asked for? Mm-hmm. Is it a mm-hmm. continuous thing? That that's kind of where 
you know, you sussing out someone's motives can that's, can really help you. That's a great point. I feel like if the if the mentor is the one who comes forward and is like, I'd really like to mentor you and just kind of show you, that's <laughs> almost always like a, a red flag. You're like, uh, yeah. what's your what's your motivation here? People why love getting why are you so advice. after this? Yeah. Yeah. I know I've had people come into my life and say, Look, I would like to help guide you and and did a great job. Yeah. And so it's not always like this bad. Maybe there's a sense of godly calling mm, yeah. they can feel that but then the mentee also feels that this is a godly relationship yeah so god will give a confirmation both sides mm-hmm. well you can tell when the mentee is really valuing what you're saying because yeah. the girl that i mentor i mean i'm not saying that i give her the best advice in the world i try and i pray over everything that i say but you know she we always make it a point to me every single week like mm-hmm. we ever i told her straight up you know, at the beginning, like, Hey, I'm planning on this, like making this a priority. So we need to meet every week. We'll have to, we can move it around, but we have to meet every week. We, we need to make it happen. Yes. And so on her own, she texts me every week and she's like, so I can meet this time, this time, this time, what works for you. And we make it work every week. Mm. There's been a, there's been a week or two here and there, like when she was gone all week Yeah. or I was gone all week that we just didn't meet. Yeah. But other than that, we don't let stuff get in the way. Yeah. Mm. Y'all have been, you've been mentoring her for what, seven months now? Something like that. Yeah, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's listening to the show, and this is also a personal question, when do you know if you are ready to do like, to, to mentor or to be that for somebody? Because for me personally, I don't, I'm not in that position to where I feel like I would want to mentor somebody. And I, I also don't know when I would get there, but at what point do I realize, hey, maybe I can do this, or do I realize, hey, I need to stay at what I'm doing, mm-hmm. like being mentored? Well, like the Timothy Barnabas rule, you know, you should have a Timothy in your life that you're mentoring, but you also need a Barnabas in your life who's encouraging you. Mm-hmm. So you got to have both yeah. for women too, you know, so it's not just a men thing. So can you help somebody? Yeah, I think you should. I mean, you're leading the Catalyst Band, the youth band, the young people there. You may not, like, take them under your wing or anything, but, I mean, you may start guiding them and saying, mm-hmm. hey, I love the way you did this. You know, try it this way, try that way. And in the midst of that, you can throw in a life principle. You know, I used to think this is this is this about music. But now I've come to realize that's not always the case, that this is, what really matters. Yeah. I know I'm being, I'm being vague, but just an idea. I always think too, like how, how am I now versus, you know, how I was when, when this whole mentorship started. I mean, with you, I t- we're talking about eight years in the making and I'm, I'm a completely different person, but also I have, I have someone who mentors me in, in uh, worship and in, in, in planning and leading a worship team. He gives me advice there. And I would say I've I've seen a notable difference not only in in myself and my leadership through the worship team, but the the quality of our of our worship and our music has mm-hmm. has drastically improved. And I think that's one thing that that we in in who are being mentored by people can always take control of. Even though we're not the ones, we're the mentee. We're getting information, but you still have control over where you're leading and the things right. that you're doing. And take take ownership of that and look at it critically and say, Am I truly in a better place than right. I was when I started? That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's such a great point, and that's that's our whole goal through this show, through everything that we do here at Clearview, through everything that we do as a team. You know, we want to 
shape the hearts and the minds of the next generation. We want to see people who are living out the calling that's on their life and who are, you know, ultimately in a better place at the end of that mentorship or even further into that mentorship than when it began. So if you guys have questions about what it means to be a mentor, to look for a mentor, how that relationship works, send us an email to carpemanana at clearviewbc.org. We'd love answering those questions for you and love helping you as you look forward to a mentorship relationship in your life. Make sure you guys join us same time, same station next week. And if you're not already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next time on Carpe Manana.